Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Yes, you are. We're glad you're with us. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. It is the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour, and we thank you very much for tuning in. Opening segment sponsored, as it is every day, by our good buddies at Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Dickey's is a proud supporter of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. They've got great food that they've Prepare it fresh every day in their restaurant here in Hattiesburg and around the state. And, of course, Dickie's is always available to cater. Any event, large or small, you can sit back, relax, let Dickie's do the cooking. Not too late. If you've got something planned for Easter, guarantee you, you call them today, and uh, Dickie's will cater that for you and just make it a very special uh, Easter holiday. So Dickie's Barbecue Pit, we thank them very much for their support of the Eagle Hour. All right, we're going to go straight to the phones this morning. The hottest athletic team at Southern Miss right now is the women's softball team. Ten straight wins, the longest winning streak in 19 years, and the lady responsible for that is on the phone with us, head coach Wendy Hogan. Coach, I understand you're on a bus headed to Lake Charles, Louisiana. This is correct, yes. Watching a little video, try, trying to get prepared for the game. But uh, what, what an honor to talk with you guys today. Well, Coach, you got to be feeling pretty good. You have the longest winning streak in 19 years of Southern Miss softball. You know, I read that when we – I believe it was when we were at 8. I remember reading the article, um, and, I, and I usually don't do that. But uh, for some reason, we were on the bus coming back, and, and I saw longest since 2004. And I thought, wow, that's that's pretty cool. And then the very next article, uh, my husband pointed out that it was since 2000. So that that's exciting. You know, we had that 99 uh, and a lot of those same uh, women who were on that 2000 team in attendance the Marshall weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the UTSA weekend. And uh, I, I told them I think a little bit of their greatness dripped off on us, <laughs> and uh, good things are happening. All right, Coach, We I want you to talk about what has produced all of this, but I want to go back to a conversation we had with you before the season started. And you were pretty high on a couple of kids that were had transferred to your program from other schools. Have those kids played a big role in, in the success you're having so far this year? Oh, my goodness. Um, Abby Traha, yeah, you can't say enough about um, the way that kid competes in the circle. She is – uh, certainly our ace, um, she's, uh, you know, we threw everybody, and, and we've, we've got four very, very good pitchers this year. I'll, I'll put our pitching staff up against uh, yeah, just about anyone. But uh, but Abby's just got a uh, – her mindset, guys, I, I don't know if you've seen any videos, you've seen her pitch, she is just a beast in the circle. Somebody, uh, you know, said that the other day, and that, that is so true. She just refuses uh, – to, to let somebody get the best of her, and uh, so she's she's been fun to watch, and, and she has certainly come on. She's uh, shut out, and uh, you know she takes offense if somebody scores a run, 
and she's in the circle. So, yeah, she's done a great job for us. Uh, the other kid we were, we were really high on was uh, Lacey Summerlin, who transferred to us um, from the University of Georgia. She's, she's the one that got that big hit last night. Um, you know, we, we were playing nickels for number 10. They, were, they had won 10 in a row. In order to keep our win streak going, we had to break theirs. And uh, Summerlin hit a two-run home run, um, and, and that's what put us up. And, and then we never looked back. So, yes, those kids, uh, Summerlin's uh, started every game at shortstop for us this year as uh, leading the team in RBIs and just just continue leading the team in walks. Uh, teams are afraid to pitch to her in key situations, and she still leads the team in RBIs. So, those two, not only their athletic ability, um, you know, it's just the, just their experience at, at the next level and playing at such a high level. I think that combined with with, with the, the girls that we already had on the team, I, I think we've got a great mix this year, for sure. And if you look overall at how your team is playing, what are you the most pleased with right now? Well, just the... You know, you hear that old cliche, you know, the process, the process, trust the process, trust the process. I just, uh, I guess we're most pleased with the, with the fact that that's exactly what they've done. You know, we've, we've played, they've played, I, I haven't had much to do with it, but they've played some great ball uh, all year. And then there was a time that we were just kind of hovering around that 500 mark and, um, you know, and it was just staying with it and just giving just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until that little bit more managed to tip the scale. And, and we, instead of a one-run loss, uh, you know, we started, it was a one-run win. Uh, and then it was a three-run win. And then it was a five-run win. And it was just, just staying with it. You know, so many new faces they had to learn. I feel like we had to learn how to play together as a team. I think everybody knew how to play the game. Um, I think most everybody knew how to win. But to do those things together consistently is uh, – it's what's been most fun, and that and that's what I'm most proud of as as the coach. Is just how they've stuck to the process and, and continue to get it done. All right, Luke, jump in here, Coach Hug. We just hey, wanted Luke. to check on Abby. Uh, she she tweeted out. Uh, I think Madison Rayner hit a home run on Saturday, and Abby said that she was so excited she ran into a pole and uh, busted her eyebrow open. But apparently, she's okay after that complete game shutout on Sunday. We kept her just as far away from our. Uh, trainer uh, as we could we, we didn't want to hear the word concussion we didn't want concussion protocol we didn't, we didn't want any of that so but uh hey I, I told you she, she's a fiery one she was actually we uh she had crazy story had run to the restroom in between innings when the first home run was hit and so she said i, I can't come out I, i've got to stand in the bathroom i got to stand in the bathroom and so she was standing in the corner of the restroom door with it open watching the game and then when rainer hit hers she took off running, and there was that pole. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it was funny. I turned around, and she was crying. I said, Abby, are you okay? And she said, I ran into the pole. So, uh, but, yeah, Madison got a hold of one, and, and everybody was fired up about that. So uh, two sweeps in a row, important last night um, against Nichols. Bailey Springfield, uh, through three innings, only gave up uh, one earned run. Uh, Traha's done a lot, but your entire pitching staff, two ERA. And so that your pitching staff is putting your, your team into places where if you get four or five runs, uh, you should be able to win the ballgame. That's right. That's right. And, and that's a formula that we've talked about. You know, when there aren't very many staffs who have it, you know, especially in Conference USA, um, we're very fortunate coach. Kayla Watkins does a great job with our with our pitchers, and they've all um, they know what their strengths are, and uh, you know, and, and we've learned how to overcome anything that could possibly be a weakness uh, in that staff. So, 
they're you know, as long as we can score more than than two runs, we should win a ball game uh, based on on the formula. So um, I'm, I'm very proud of them. Those two freshmen have been, um, you know, they've been carrying their load. We've had some, uh, you know, some soreness, some injuries, some some things that uh, have kept one or two of them down at different times throughout the year. But uh, we're just doing a great job. Springfield got the start last night. Kaylin Ladner came in and and and, and pitched. Um, couple of great innings and you know didn't give up any runs McKenna Pierce was ready to go in there and then you know it got to the point even though we had that lead um you know it's one of those things that uh, Abby was throwing a bullpen anyway so why not throw her in there and and let her get another inning in front of the home crowd right right well we've got uh you you had the home series um this uh past or you yet uab you get the home game last night but coach you're about to hit about a five game uh, road uh against mcneese Ole miss and then at fiu you're off for easter so you get to come home but what's your message uh, for your team in this five game road well what we've got to do today is, is finish strong you know it, it's that point of the season where everyone is so uh, you know it's not just a physical um tiredness it, it, it's mental as well so in this week we, we played the weekend and then normally monday is their off day but it wasn't this week because we had tuesday wednesday and it's not just your run-of-the-mill you know midweeks that, that we're playing it's um it, it seems with uh rpis where where we want to be and uh you know and on the road to mcneese on the road to, to Ole Miss. so the message this week is to is, is to certainly finish strong we, we've got work to do today and, and we need to get that done we need to rest our bodies over the Easter break uh, and, and then come back. And it's going to be a big game um, midweek next week versus Ole Miss. But, you know, just stay in focus. Um, and, and it's FIU uh, out of all, you know, I, I feel like the fans would be most excited about that Ole Miss game. But, but the, the games that matter next week are, are versus FIU in Miami. So um, we just got just to stay focused, keep doing what we're doing. Coach, we're going to hold you over. We're we're about to hit a commercial break, and we've got a few things okay. we want to ask you about the uh, about uh, the rest of the year. Where are you right now, by the way? We are uh, very very close to a truck that's in front of us on some overpass. So I am in <laughs> a lot of traffic. So I am not exactly sure, but uh, it, it's not the most comfortable place to be. I can promise you that. All right, hang on. We're, it's a short three minute break. Or we're going to come right back to you, Wendy Hogue. On the Eagle Hour today, and we'll continue with Coach Hogue right after this. Don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. 
Our buddies down on Hardy Street, of course, with a fantastic selection of Southern Miss apparel for your home, for your body, for your car. Wherever you want to apply your Southern Miss swag, they've got it at Campus Bookmart. If you're in other parts of the state, of course, you can go to campusbookmart.net and they will deliver it to you right at your front door. We're talking to uh, Lady Eagle head softball coach Wendy Hogue, whose team is riding a red-hot 10-game winning streak as they motor into uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. All right, Coach, you're 43 games into the season, and uh, you're on this tear uh, of 10 straight games. What are the expectations you have for this team the rest of the way? Well, we, you know, it, it's it's a daily thing, and I know you get tired of hearing me say it. But man, we just we've got to stay focused. We we got to stay, but we got to we got to go one and zero every game we play. That's what we're looking to do. But certainly, we're expecting to to get uh, to the tournament. Um, I think we've done almost enough to secure that. We are trying to. Um, I expect us to get into to, to one of those top four seats, uh, and that'll get us a. At least a one game by in the tournament. I would I would love to uh, continue this there and end up with with one of their top two seeds and, and get an entire day's by. But um, the expectations are just to uh, to not settle. You know they they've raised the bar and to just keep keep stepping up to it. And then once we step up to it, raise it again, step up and raise it again. So um, that's uh, expect great things and attempt great things. That's that's what we're going to continue to do. All right, and you expect what tonight from McNeese State? Oh gosh, I expect that we're going to see uh, three, maybe even four different pitchers uh, against them. So I think they're going to try to keep us off balance. I think our mo is to figure out what the pitchers throw and make those adjustments. If not uh, second or third at bat, you know certainly by the second time through the lineup, I feel like they're probably going to try to throw us off there. They're an excellent defensive playing team. They've got two kids who swing it really well and. Uh, you know, and a, a turf infield at their entire field is turf. So that's going to be a little different for us. Normally we would practice on the rock uh, before heading over to McNeese, but uh, yesterday we had a game when they were able to do that. So, um, but I, I just, you know, we're, we're going to have to get it done. Um, we've, we've got to control what we can control. Um, we're going to throw, uh, Traha will be in the circle. We're going to attempt to play great defense behind her. Uh, we'll have the bullpen ready, and, and, and we look to swing the bat. And, and make adjustments. So that's 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 what the game plan is for tonight. All right, Luke. What else you got for coach? Coach, what uh, what uh, is it like baseball turf? I mean, does it, what what difficulties does it pose on your infielders? Well, you know, the ball plays a lot quicker uh, on turf. Um, well, I say that. I guess it depends on how hard your dirt is. But it's just uh, if there's any, uh, you know. Do humidity, humidity, anything like that? That certainly is a factor there. It's just, it's we we had a problem first time we played on turf uh, sliding. We'd slide past the bags, and uh, so uh, you know it just plays a lot faster. It's faster for the infield, it's faster uh, for the outfield, and it's certainly faster for base running. Uh, the ball it depends on. I don't remember if McNeese has sand or the rubber pellets in, in their infield. Some people do. Um, do one or the other. Some people do both, but the bounce is just not always a true hop. You know, the the higher end the turf is, the truer the hop. So, um, you know, we'll see. You just never know. You're never going to get that same bounce every single time when, when you're playing on turf. Depends on how the sand or how the pellets are laid out. So, um, I'm, I'm anxious to get out there. I'm, I'm excited to see what the girls do. Last time we were on turf uh, was. Gosh, I guess out at Baylor, they were well. Utah had a, had a turf outfield, but not an infield. So this will be the first full turf field 
um, that we've been on this year. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, Coach, get after them. Happy Easter to you and uh, your Lady Eagles, and uh, get 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 it done tonight in Lake Charles. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks, Coach. Wendy Hogue, everybody. Softball head softball coach, coach. Wendy Hogue, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Bob, 10, what, what, how long, 19 years since they've had a 10-game winning streak? 2000 was the last time a softball team won 10 straight games. Yep. Pretty good, huh? Wow. Yeah, first pitch tonight at uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, and so let's talk a little update on basketball, Coach. And then there were two. two. Yesterday we told you. Two, just two. So take two of uh, those four fingers away. Uh, yesterday we told you Clarence Weatherspoon, Jay Ladner, Billy Kennedy, and um, Mark Adams, the four uh, finalists, uh, to be interviewed for the Southern Miss head coaching uh, basketball position. Bob, two of those uh, names uh, now removed. It looks like Jay Ladner and Mark Adams are, uh, are your two finalists. And what we've been hearing is they will be meeting today with – uh, the search committee, Dr. Bennett, and of course uh, Jeremy McLean, and might know something as early as uh, as tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, you you know, Ladner's name is the one that, that has come up a lot from the start. Uh, I think the other guy's very interesting, though. I mean, if you watch Texas Tech play basketball this year, they were very very good. This guy was instrumental uh, in that run to the uh, national championship game. So uh, that's an intriguing possibility, I think, Luke. Mark Adams is a guy, he was a head coach for a long time, different uh, Texas schools. Uh, he was uh, the basketball operations guy at Texas Tech from 13 to 15. Then he went with Chris Beard. When Chris Beard went to Little Rock and really, you know, catapulted them, I think they had a 31 season that season. Adams was on that staff. And then when Chris Beard went to Texas Tech in 2016, Beard came. He's a defensive specialist. And uh, Texas Tech this year limited opponents to about 55.8 points a game. And that was uh, due to, you know, the coaching of, of Mark Adams. Uh, I believe. Kelly and I were trying to do the math yesterday. I think he's 62 years old, uh, but he's great experience. And, and when you look at somebody that's been in in Texas uh, for basically their whole co- coaching career, well-connected, obviously uh, with being on the Texas Tech uh, staff, not just connections in Texas but all over the Southwest, maybe a, a place that uh, Southern Miss may not have you know that much recruiting before. So uh, Mark Adams certainly, um, if, if Southern Miss were to land him, that, that's a positive hire for sure. All right, but uh, you have Ladner, and uh, there are a lot of people behind Ladner. How important do you think – the Southern Miss connection is uh, if you're hiring a new coach? Well, it's a trade-off, and, and this is the two things that are weighing everybody. Um, certain Southern Miss fans want loyalty. Uh, they want somebody to stick around a while, and when you look at what Doc Sadler did, I mean, he's here for five years. And with the way that uh, college basketball is today, particularly group of five programs, five years is a long time. Um, it really is for a group of five coach. So Here's what you've got to weigh out, Bob. You, you've got to ask yourself, uh, do you want uh, – are you content if you have loyalty um, to not win as much as you could? Or do you want to bring somebody in um, that will you know, win and then maybe be gone after two or three years? I don't necessarily think a guy like Mark Adams – uh, would be like a one and done or two and done uh, guy simply because of where he is. I don't know. 
Um, but, you know, on the other hand, Ladner is, is a guy, This a lot of people have said this is his dream job, a member of the 87 NIT team. He's uh, he's one of us, and so that's certainly intriguing. You, you, I feel like both of these candidates. Now, if Billy Kennedy would have been in the in the running, I could see a, I could see him maybe a, a two two years and gone or something like that. But you know, sooner or later, Southern Miss fans may have to accept the fact uh, that if we get a couple of these guys two and done, three and done, but you make the coaching position desirable to up and coming coaches, then you really you know you never lose. You look you look at a. Uh, a program like Murray State, you know, you you look at a program um, like like that uh, that basically they'll have coaches for three or four years, but guess what? The next up and coming guy wants to go there to win. Both of these guys, though, I feel like the needle le- leans a little left towards guys that would probably be around here a little longer. And I wonder the possibility of Clarence Weatherspoon returning uh, should either of these two men be hired as an assistant. So iconic a, a figure in Southern Miss basketball that would be. I think, just my opinion, a shame to see him not continue to be part of the program. But chances are he he won't be, am I right? Well, I mean, it just depends on what's going on with Spoon. I think there were some people in the fan base that wondered if, you know, Spoon really wanted to be the head coach. Obviously, maybe interview because of the interview, maybe he he did want to do that. Um, but when you, you know, think about it, man, you're you, <laughs> you play 13 years in the NBA and and I think he desperately, he, we desperately need him if he's willing to, to, to remain on staff for, for recruiting purposes. Um, it gives us, uh, credibility, gives us street cred, um, with kids when, uh, you know, you, you've got somebody on staff that, that played that long in, in the NBA. Um, he, he's a Southern Miss guy. So I could see even with, uh, you know, if, if Adams comes in, not a, you know, a historic Southern Miss guy for him to look at Clarence Weatherspoon and say, Hey, I need you. Um, Jay could do the same thing because the year that Jay left, I believe, is the year that is Spoon came. I'm not sure if they overlapped or not, but both of those guys know each other. Um, so I could see Spoon sticking around and I think, you know, he, you're looking at a, an, an assistant head coach, uh, with Weatherspoon if he were to stay. Interesting that Doc Sadler said that he was about to turn 60 and didn't have the energy or the interest in remaining a head basketball coach, but one of the guys they're looking at, you say, is 62, older than Doc Sadler? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, could we'll, be. We'll see. They say the selection could be made by tomorrow, and if it is, we'll, of course, let you know. All right, baseball is next. Two Alabama teams played two Conference USA teams last night. The results were not good. We'll tell you about that when we come back. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank softball head coach Wendy Hogue for joining us in those first two segments as her Lady Eagles headed down to Lake Charles to take on McNeese State tonight and wish them uh, the best of luck and hope they extend that winning streak to 11 games. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, 
Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, beautiful downtown Laurel. Thank you for joining us um, for the Eagle Hour today. Again, uh, if you're just joining us right now, uh, just to recap, uh, then there were two, two finalists uh, to be interviewed today. We should, I don't know if you call them finalists, two remaining candidates uh, for the head basketball job. Uh, Mark Adams of Texas Tech, an assistant, and Jay Ladner, head coach of Southeastern Louisiana. Apparently those meetings taking place this afternoon. And who knows, we may have a a new head coach uh, tomorrow. Don't know how long uh, Jeremy McLean and and the committee will do that, but expect to have a head coach uh, pretty soon. So, Bob, I know you've got uh, in front of you what went down in Conference USA Baseball last night. Right, a lot of action last night. Marshall beat Ohio University 4-3. to Florida International beat Bethune-Cookman 7-4. Western Kentucky beat Belmont 12-7. Garner-Webb beat Charlotte, this week's uh, USM opponent, 11-4. Florida Atlantic beat Central Florida 5-3. Lipscomb beat Middle Tennessee 12-10. Louisiana Tech blanked Louisiana Monroe 5-0. Texas San Antonio beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi 16-4. Old Dominion beat VCU 7-5. Two Alabama schools uh, matched up against Conference USA schools, one of them uh, uh, Alabama school. Alabama squeaked out a 3-2 win last night over UAB, apparently a very good ball game there. And Southern Miss got beat for the second time this year by South Alabama, uh, 4-1 last night down in Mobile. Luke, 17, 17 Golden Eagles struck out last night by two South Alabama pitchers, including a former Summerall Bobcat, Drake Nightingale. Another, I'm going to be honest, another dismal performance last night uh, offensively by the Golden Eagles. Kelly was talking to us about Drake Nightingale and how he might be amped up for this one, and he was uh, he was up for it. Seven innings, three hits, uh, no runs, two walks, but 14 strikeouts. Um Against the Golden Eagles, pitching-wise, I mean, Blaylock pitched uh, for the first time in about a month, went three innings, uh, gave up two hits, one run, struck out four, walked two. Uh, 56 pitches, a little high there. Uh, Tweedy came in and and gave up uh, a couple runs. But, you know, here's the thing. In a midweek game, even, even when that's the case, you give up four runs. But when you look at what the Golden Eagles did, they did nothing. They got one run in the top of the ninth, a couple couple base hits. It could have been a different ball game in the top of the ninth. Walner, who hadn't hit anything all night, I mean, laced one. And the I, the uh, the shortstop for South Alabama did a, his best Superman impersonation. Man, jumped up and flew and snagged it. I mean, if you were listening to it last night, John was about to say Slater's coming in to score. Walner's going to – ball's going to go to the wall. That kind of, you know – just continued the night. It was a frustrating night. 17 strikeouts. Uh, and another, the glaring issue. It's been strikeouts and it's been errors. Three more mm. for the Golden Eagles last mm. night. And, and Bob, we only, only five left on base. So it wasn't like, you know, Coach Barry would look at this and he would say, well, you know what? That's, that's basically five innings with 14 strikeouts, five innings that you don't, you don't even put the ball in play. So, you know, we, we on this show, we, we're realistic, but we're the biggest Southern Miss fans in the world, but we are realistic. Is this the point where you start asking, is something going on internally? Because it, it's just, this is this is not anywhere remotely what this baseball team usually looks like. 
Uh, no, it's not. Bryant Bowen uh, extended his hitting streak last night to 18 games. That's the longest since 2017 when Dylan Bordeaux, remember him, uh, did it. But other than that, Luke, I mean, just offensively anemic. I don't know that I've ever seen a baseball team striking out as much as the Golden Eagles have uh, here over the past few weeks. And in the, in the eras, how do you explain it? How, how do you explain uh, a team making as many defensive errors as this team is making? Does it does it become a psychological thing? You think? I think it does get in your head. Uh, part of it, you you got a freshman on third base, so Lynch has eight. Um, that's just part of being a freshman on the hot corner. I mean, to his credit, when you look at what he's done and what he even you know did last night. Last night, Lynch went two or three, and you know we were concerned about the bat earlier in the season. And when you look at what you know Danny's doing now, Danny's three oh four. Man, he's pulled his in the last month. He's pulled his batting average up a hundred points. That's huge. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it's just youth there, um, uncharacteristic. Uh, you look at Cole Donaldson. He's got six. Warner's got four. Warner made one last night. You know, just dropping it out there in right field. Um, Gidry, who. You know, we, we love Matt, but his gloves obviously uh, been, been uh, one of the weaker points of his game. He's got 10 on the year. So when you look at that, 56 strikeouts. One thing that I will bring up, um, Bob, and, and I mentioned this to you off air, and I got a couple texts about it too. You think about last year, um, you, you think about uh, what you lost in a nine hole hitter, Lee Marcus Boyd, but you think about the leadership there. One of the things that struck me going into this season, I could be dead wrong, but I'm almost 100% sure that the two team captains on this team are juniors, Gidry and Walner, which was surprising to me early on um, because naturally you would expect a, a senior you know, to, to be that. Walner's a true junior. She's a third-year guy. Um, Gidry's a, a fourth-year guy with a redshirt junior. But at the same time, you would think there would be somebody with an SR period by their name that would look to for leadership. I'm starting to think maybe that there is a, a lack of upperclassmen leadership on this team. That may hurt to hear, but it just seems like that that's the way it is. Is it fair to say, do you think that the all the preseason hype and all the hype that he's earned, he's earned, I want to emphasize that, earned over the past couple of years, uh, ha, has played a role in, um, in the performance so far of Matt Walner? I mean, I think it's fair to say he's not performing at the level we're used to seeing him well when you look at him he's he's 278 seven home runs 32 rbis so he's leading the team in home runs he's leading the team in rbis the average is down a little bit at the same token um he's walked a lot he's he's, uh, second on the team in walks at, at 27 uh he's not leading the team in strikeouts i think he's maybe second or third um you know, you're a third-year guy. People know that you're extremely dangerous. Uh, he's probably a little off what his trajectory has been home run-wise, but usually it's late April, early May where he just kind of takes off. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a combo of several things. But, man, I think we're just missing some leadership. Here's The problem is what a lot of people have been noticing, you and I also, just sometimes it looks like they don't want to be out there. I mean, that's brutal to hear. But it's just part of it. And you just think somebody would get mad. And back in the day, man, there was there was times where Jeff Bauer didn't have to do anything to us. I know there was times back in the day as mad as Corky used to get, he didn't have to do it. Man, you have a players-only meeting. And, man, you start yelling at people. And you start telling people, man, this is Southern Miss, and we don't put up with this. 
and somebody needs to get it together. And you know, you see some of the the, the pieces. Charlie Fisher's in the lineup last night. You know, they're trying, man. They're, they're trying to to get some sync going on. It's just no matter it it seems no matter what they do, there there's, there hadn't been much glue to hold it together. Well, uh, this weekend's crucial. Uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series against a pretty weak Conference USA team, and then after that, it's. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's Ole Miss and then Florida Atlantic on the slate. Am I correct? Yes. What the upcoming baseball schedule looks like? This you got Charlotte at home, and then it's a it's a pretty tough road. Uh, you got Louisiana Lafayette at home, uh, and then you're at UNO. Need to get some revenge from earlier in the season. You you get one. It's a road, but you get a little breather. You're at Middle Tennessee, so up in Murfreesboro. But then it gets tough. Ole Miss at home, Florida Atlantic at home. And then at Rice. So from mm-hmm. May the 1st to May the 12th, that will be seven games that will either go into the tank or, uh, you know, they'll fight back. I was doing some uh, some scheduling uh, analysis, and you look back at the 09 team, Coach Barry brought that up, and we're not saying this is a World Series team or they could come out of it. But almost the same identical record, if you look at the same week, almost to the day this 09 team was, they were, I think, 22 and 13. Um, as of, uh, I think that week it was like April the 15th. So we're here April the 17th. Uh, Golden Eagles are, are 21 and 13. So it's a doer, it's, it's a doer die time. And somebody's got to go look in the mirror and, uh, and, and bow up. And I think they're capable of it. I think they have the talent to do it. But when you just wonder how they just strike out so much, um, somebody, somebody's got to step up and lead. Those midweek games you've talked about, UNO, Louisiana Lafayette, and Ole Miss, uh, they've played them already this year and lost all three. So there has to be uh, has to be some turnaround, Luke. And, uh, you know, it's got to start Thursday night. Uh, otherwise, uh, this could be a, a really disappointing year. We're not, you know, we're not burying the team. There's still a lot of baseball left. But uh, – there's some concerning things that all of us that watch it so closely are seeing and got to hope that it gets better. All right, when we come back, last segment, we'll wrap it up. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us today by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, located on Fourth Street in Hattiesburg, right in the shadow of the rock. Fourth Street, great plate specials every day with a drink for $8.95. Philly cheesesteaks, mm. shrimp po'boys. Mm. That Bob Getty himself I will vouch for. Wow, they're so good. And the meanest, awesomest picture of Casey Fisher of all time on the 1980s. I'd pay to have NIT. that picture. 
I'd give anything to have that picture at my house, but they're not going to sell it. We should dress you up. We should dress you up like Casey Fisher and let you take a picture. I'm, I'm, take I'm, a picture I'm good. I, like I don't that. know if I could imitate that look, though. Man, Casey looked mean in that picture, didn't he? <clears throat> what, if, what, if, what if the five of us – this is totally terrible, okay? But what if the five of us – Got old school Southern Miss jerseys and recreated that photo. So yeah. Kelly, me, you, Dalton, and Michael. Let's do it. Michael, I'm in. Michael has the profile of Casey Fisher. He does. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I can just see Bob Getty with a headband around his forehead. And we'd have to <laughs> wear we'd have so to amazing. wear those, you know, those uh, 80s era basketball shorts now, you know, that were halfway up their, halfway up their thighs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they had on. I think they all had on Converse in that. Uh, oh, in that picture. Oh, that's too. really an ugly so. thought. Now that I think about that, Luke. <laughs> and then look, the guys at Fourth Street. They can. The guys at Fourth Street can hang it up there, right next to it. They, let's, they can, and let's bring bro. in Jody Lott. He could be MK Turk, and we could do it like. What, well, yeah, we'll we'll superimpose Jody's face in the background. You know how like it's just kind of like watermarked on the poster. Yeah, that's. Let's let's not do any of that. But let's, not but let's talk about. Let's talk about women's tennis. Women's tennis headed to the Conference USA Championships will open against eighth-seeded UTSA uh, this thir- or, uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. So it's a four-day, 14-team bracket. Over the next three days, Conference USA champion will be crowned this weekend. Good luck to uh, Lady Eagle Tennis. Distance runners, uh, really the only people going this week in track. They head out to Azusa, California for the Brian Clay Invitational. Um, we salute all those distance runners because, again, we here on the Eagle Hour couldn't make it half a lap. So uh, distance <laughs> no, runners from no, Southern Miss no. get after it. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it just is. It's it's a unique day. You're you're in you're anxiously anticipating uh, a basketball hire. You're uh, depressed after the baseball game last <laughs> night. Softball's headed uh, to uh, on a, on a ten game winning streak. And let's be honest. I heard a tweet yesterday talking about track and field. Track and field's probably the hottest sport right now, other than softball at Southern Miss with. Uh, with Warren and West being Conference USA track and field athletes of the week. And, man, it, it's just kind of a, a weird mix right now of what's going on on campus with the athletic teams. I couldn't be happier, though, than softball. There, there's no nicer person on the planet than Wendy Hogue, and uh, I hope that she has nothing but success. And I know you feel the same way. I do. Um, just, I, I'm telling you, man. We've seen it. We saw it last night with baseball. When you got a couple stud pitchers, mm-hmm. and when you talk about uh, Traha, Abby Traha, she transferred in from that college in Pennsylvania. You look at where she is. She's top 10 in shutouts in the NCAA. She's top 25 in, in ERA in the NCAA. I mean, you look at, I think, the last three out of four times she's thrown, she's thrown a complete game shutout. She's going to be throwing tonight against McNeese because they don't have a, uh, anybody this weekend. Pretty amazing that those ladies can can throw that much in that short period of time. But pitching wins uh, softball games and baseball games. No question. Hey, want to remind our listeners that we'll have a uh, repeated show this Friday. Uh, TeleSouth is a unique company in that uh, we all get off for Good Friday, and we are very grateful to the owner, Steve Davenport, uh, for recognizing that so important holiday. So we'll have a – I like to call them the best of – 
Michael says there's no such thing. Michael Mergens will be picking out the show uh, that we air Friday. Remember, you can hear the Eagle Hour, uh, the podcast version. And Dalton, where you're like the tech guy here. Where where can you hear the Eagle Hour podcast? Well, as of right now, you can pick it up on Spotify, which is probably one of the most popular. That's what I use. Um, or on iTunes via the podcast app in the iTunes store. You can pick it up on Google Play. Uh, I believe that's through Google Play Music. And then also on Stitcher. That's probably the one I'm the least mm-hmm. familiar with. But uh, I know you can go on the, either one of those platforms and tap on usually follow or save podcasts or whatever. And then it'll usually just automatically auto-update as we uh, upload things. So I know it's updated all the way through yesterday there you as go. of right now. You know what he's talking about, right, Luke? Uh, I don't, but I, I can't operate the Apple podcast, so I just scroll through it. Hey, it's going to be a good show tomorrow. Uh, Kyle Ramey, who's the uh, golf pro out at, at Canebrake, has qualified for a tournament. And uh, his wife, uh, Heather, is going to be uh, his caddy. She's going to be on the show tomorrow. Both of those played golf at Southern Miss. Southern Miss, we, we talk about a family. Southern Miss Athletics creates families because these two met at Southern Miss and they got married She's going to caddy for him in an upcoming tournament. Uh, and we'll see what this, you know, Bob, what this coaching uh, search does. If there's an announcement tomorrow, either way, I should be able to uh, give you some reports about who the new basketball coach will be. And it will be between Mark Adams and Jay Ladner. Patrick McKee also on the show tomorrow. We'll look forward to that. Luke's going to take the day off. Kelly and I will be here. And until then, everybody, thanks for listening. Southern Miss. To the, to the top. top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.